Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Jew Pesci Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Remember, no matter what, what? You... <laughs> you think I'm a fish? You think I'm a fish? What kind of fish? A Jew fish? Jew Pesci. Jew Pesci. <laughs> Uh, remember, no matter which platform you are watching, watching us on, listening to us on, and especially if you are a subscriber, we say Bula Vinaka. Bula Vinaka, especially if you're a subscriber. Bula Vinaka. Bula Vinaka. And of course, however you are listening to or watching this, be sure to follow, subscribe, hit the bell, we'll do whatever the thing is. And yes, if it is on YouTube, hit the bell. My wife has my phone, so I can't hold it up. So instead, I will hold up this Bluetooth, Matt's phone, and we want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live or do anything, and be sure to share this now. Share the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. And that brings us to this week's Mud Water Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment, brought to you in part That's right. by Mud Water. By mud water. I know what you're thinking. Oh boy, I want something that tastes like a mud and water combined, <laughs> and that has less caffeine than coffee. I know that's what you're thinking. One seventh, specifically, the amount of caffeine of a cup of coffee, because I want to get just enough pep to get me through the day, but not so much that I end up feeling like garbage and having health problems later in life. And maybe there could be some mushrooms in it for neuroprotective capability. Well, folks, that's what we have. It's called mud water. It's got masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. If you go to muddywatersfreedom.com slash mud, you can get your starter pack today. Speaking of bad ways to start your morning. Ron DeSantis. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Speaking of bad ways to start your morning. Uh, on Thursday, Ron DeSantis has taken a stance against fascism by removing yeah. someone from office he disagrees with him politically. Yeah. Mm. 
on Thursday morning, the free state of Florida. On Thursday morning, it was. I think that this announcement was made at like nine fifteen in the morning, so that this guy was in his office. He didn't do it the night before. He did it nine fifteen in the morning to ensure that state attorney Andrew Warren was sitting in his office when the announcement was made that DeSantis suspended Andrew Warren for dereliction or negligence of duty. Yes. So uh, Warren has said that he's not going to use his office uh, to go after people who uh, provide abortions uh, or on doctors that give uh, gender affirming care to transgenders uh, in accordance with state law. Um, and so DeSantis uh, does have this power to suspend county officers uh, for dereliction or neglect of duty. Uh, he used it against Scott Israel, the sheriff, uh, after the Parkland shooting when he didn't do anything. Didn't do anything about it, yeah. He had a yeah. dereliction of duty. Um, that was a dereliction of duty, yeah. So this was the... In the case of Andrew Warren, this was the straw that broke the camel's back as far as DeSantis is concerned. Leading up to that, uh, Warren said, and we're libertarians. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with Andrew Warren on a lot. But he said that his crowning achievement was there were seven thousand cases where people were pulled over or arrested for driving without a driver's license and he wiped them all from the board based yeah i'm like man no that's good not against that's this good. yeah not against it not but against it there were uh people who destroyed private property during the George Floyd riots, the BLM protests, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um yeah, there yeah. were 67 people who destroyed property that he refused to prosecute. Um, yeah, see that's not good. Right. And then there was somebody there was somebody who had committed a I believe it was a burglary. Uh had committed a burglary, they arrested him. He let that person out. He went back and stole from the same people again. And uh, I believe yeah. he threatened them on that one. And those people were afraid to go home because that guy was just out and living in the community now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't agree with the decision in full. There are some things that I was like, yeah, you know what? He didn't do his job and he put other people right, so at risk. Yeah, so this is where, like, there are times where DeSantis will do something, and it's, I mean, there are times he does stuff that's just terrible, and there are times yeah. he does stuff that are great. Mm -hmm. But there are there are times he will do something where the outcome isn't necessarily the problem, it's the motivation behind it. So, for example, um, when he, uh, when he, you know, moved to try to get the legislature, which they ended up doing to get rid of the special tax status for, um, uh, special self-governing status for the Disney world, which ended up costing or will cost Florida taxpayers billions of dollars because of all of the previously privately held debt that's now been unloaded on the taxpayer. Um, that's so it's going to cost them a fortune for no good reason. 
Uh, sure, it's not, you know, cronyism's not good. Although I'd say the only problem I have with their special tax self-governing status was that we don't all get that option. Yes. But it was why he did it. He didn't do it because uh, they disagreed with him politically. He did it because after they said they disagreed with him politically, then they said they weren't going to give donations to his or other Republicans or Democrats to any campaigns anymore. That was what did it. He said, oh, you're not going to give us money then, you know, we're going to go after you. And then know. he said, no, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because they're woke. Well, that's also not good to go after people because of political disagreements. You know, right. in I this was, case, this I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't know if he did it because they said that they were going to stop giving money. I do see because the way that DeSantis has gone is he is leaning in hard to the uh, to the social conservative, social conservative. And, yeah, he's doing the culture war. Yeah. yeah, big time on the culture war. So I could see him saying, if you are going to stand up and make statements, if you're going to stand up and make statements about the laws that are being passed here, we will also make laws that will make it harder for you here. You won't get the benefits. I don't really know if it's about the money being given. I think it was, uh, you're biting the hand that feeds you, so we're taking away your food. Right, but that's the government targeting someone for politically Agre- disagreeing with them. Agreed, but, yeah. I, but I'm saying it's not for yeah. the money thing. I don't, I don't think it's for. Oh, so I don't think it's so for the, reason, the money thing. Yeah, and it might not be. The reason I think it is is just the timing. I mean, Disney had been saying had been supporting LGBT uh, stuff for decades now, years now, but they weren't and, commenting and they had on been Florida speaking, law. My understanding was they had prior prior to it, and then it was after the thing happened where they said, "Well, we're just not going to give money to any campaigns in Florida so anymore." They were commenting on federal law and federal cases, but they weren't saying anything about Florida. Okay. And then, with with the parental rights and education bill that you know that the media uh, claimed was the "Don't Say Gay" bill, the the yeah the so called "Don't Say Gay" right. law, yeah, yeah. They started commenting on that, and he was like. And initially they said, yeah, we don't have any comment on it. Or Disney said, we don't have any right. comment on it. Uh, Bob Iger, I think, was the CEO at the time. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that uh, we don't have any comment on it. And they got a lot of backlash. So they started commenting on it. And then DeSantis went, okay. Then he did, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. don't think it was the money. I think it was the culture war that DeSantis is really pushing. Right. So whichever it was, or some combination of those things... Again, the wrong reason to do something. I don't think the re- if if they said if he said I'm getting rid of this guy because you know he's refusing to um, to prosecute petty crimes, property crimes, or you know petty violent crimes and property crimes, I'd be I'd be like okay, well you know what that maybe that's a good thing for him to do this because he's not going to dec- he's not going to be one of the warriors in the war against abortion, uh, and he's not you know he doesn't want to get in between doctors and patients making medical decisions um you know that's again uh even if it might be a good thing that it this is the problem with republicans and democrats it's like okay do you end up with an attorney general or or a a state attorney who uh doesn't do anything if your business gets burned down by rioters or are you going to get a state attorney who arrests your uh you know cousin uh because she got an abortion uh or you know who goes after a uh, a doctor because 
they're giving gender affirming care to a transgender person. Um, that this is the problem. It's like it's like pick your poison type of thing because both Republicans and Democrats refuse to just recognize your right to life, liberty, and property. Um, now, speaking of politicians, just straight up robbing people of life, liberty, and property, uh, Russian authorities uh, have uh, sentenced Brittany. Is it Griner? It's Griner. Griner. Yeah, Griner. Griner. Okay, Brittany Griner, uh, she got almost 10 years. She gets nine and a half years in prison in Russia for possessing a THC vape pen. And we've seen this all over social media, all over the media, uh, and everybody's talking about the travesty that it is. And it is a travesty that anybody spends nine and a half years in jail anywhere for a plan. And reports came out in uh, July of this year that U.S. officials offered to release weapons trafficker Victor Bout. Victor Bout. I'm assuming that's how you say his name. He's Russian. B-O-U-T. Victor Bout. Mm. Uh, In exchange for Griner and Paul Whelan, who is a U.S. uh, citizen that got into a bar fight and somehow ended up with espionage charges. Um and he's been imprisoned in Russia since 2018. Um, Russian officials are unlikely to offer to agree to any offer unless they can secure the release of two Russian prisoners. Now, right now you have a WNBA superstar mm-hmm. who is in prison in Russia and is the talk of media. Almost every day you're going to see it on mainstream media, on uh, your talk shows, on anything right now. Talking about Brittany Griner being in prison nine and a half years. And what is the Biden administration doing to get her out and back to America? Yeah. The question that we have for everybody is, should we be trying to get her out while there are Americans in prison for the same crime here? the exact same thing and not just americans there are people who are uh uh, foreign citizens foreign uh, nationals who are in american prisons for import like literally the same thing bringing thc into the u.s sometimes in in recreational amounts now i say yes we you know also try to get her free as well but there's been it, it is incredible how drug warrior joe biden is being pressed to release her when with the stroke of a pen he could release about i think it's 40,000 people that are in prison for possessing THC yep. at the federal level so like he himself could do that and then pressure i think there's another 70,000 at the state and local level he could then tell the governors hey you do this you know we'd like you to do this as well or he could just deschedule cannabis and then that way they'd get free and it would also not be putting more people in jail. Like there are things he could do. He could just have the FDA deschedule cannabis now, right now, right this right very now. second. Would not like would not need a change by Congress. That's all up to the FDA. And instead, nope, still just as illegal as heroin. Not even allowed to research with it technically. Technically. Yeah. Just, it's, it's it's absurd. It's absurd. It it is absolutely absurd. And the fact that you have so many people 
in the media who are saying we need to get her out. We need to do whatever we can to get her out because nobody deserves to go to prison for this that would not have the same passion if it was somebody here in America. Yep. People who have been sitting in prison for decades because of three strikes, three strike laws and uh, repeat offender laws and mandatory minimums yep. and things things of that nature all across America yep, who are yep, still yep. sitting for having THC. Yeah. We need to work on getting those people out. In my personal opinion, those people need to be released first and then Brittany Griner can come home. Uh, but I don't want it to happen in the other way. I get it. I mean, I, I, you know, it's one of those, one of those things, like, if you have an option to get someone free, do you? But I also understand the idea of like, can you I put it this way? Can you imagine you're in an American prison and the guy who with a stroke of a, or a few strokes of a pen could set you free right now is saying he's fighting night and day to free someone else who's in prison in another country for the exact same crime. But screw you because you're not good at basketball. Yeah, you might even be good at basketball, for all we know. Maybe it, you are. You might, might be good enough be. to be in the WNBA. Know. You prop, probably. <laughs> and so, and and so you you know here you are. You're WNBA ready. Uh, I'm jo- I'm laughing because I was with um, the British. Uh, I was hanging out this weekend with among other people the British. Um, women's deadlifting champion Zuby. Um and uh <laughs> and so I mean there's someone who's WNBA ready right now. He um, today but anyway today, <laughs> today like right now right now no it, training needed. It would probably um, be a pay cut but, you for know, him though. At this point. Um you know so uh, yeah no that would be that would be extremely extremely frustrating. So I get it. I, I get it. I I think that before, I think at the very least, right, this is something that can happen right now. There's no negotiation needed. Right now, Joe Biden could tell the FDA, let's do for all the people that we actually can set free what we do for Brittany Griner. I mean, if I were a Russian official, I would be saying, why are you talking to us? You got like 10 to 50,000 exactly. people, 40,000 people in, in prison on this. But don't talk to us about this. You have the same laws. You Like literally, you have the same laws we do. Why are you giving us a hard time? You have the same ban on importing THC that we do. So why are you giving us a hard time? Exactly. So speaking of Biden, Joe Biden I guess speaking of Biden, Joe Biden signed an executive order making it easier to travel to access abortion. But isn't it illegal to keep people in your state anyway? Right. That's why I thought this was weird. Um, He was saying that we can't have states making it illegal to travel outside of the states to get outside of your state to get an abortion. And I don't. I don't think it is border of alabama there's a guard going are you pregnant pee on the stick for me and i'm pretty certain that would be multiple violations yeah even if they tried to do that i know there's been some talk both for that and for stuff related to trans stuff that uh that would never hold up in court you cannot arrest someone for nor can you compel that state or that community that you know the the law enforcement in another state to cooperate with you on that like that's not it's there is no you can't do that it's outside of your jurisdiction exactly 
Now, the executive order supports patients traveling out of state for abortions, including through the use of waivers that would allow states where abortion is legal to cover the cost of the procedure under Medicaid for out-of-state residents. So, basically, what it seems like to me is that he has written an executive order federally funding abortions if you live in a state where abortions are illegal. That violates the Hyde Amendment. Didn't they get rid of the Hyde? I thought they got rid of the Hyde Amendment. I. That's a good question. But um, yes, you're right. It, I, does, it it violates the Hyde Amendment, but... Or maybe they did. They were talking about getting rid of the Hyde Amendment and they didn't. I know we talked about it not too long ago. Maybe it just got reenacted. I don't remember. Um, so now the the term Hyde Amendment, which really only is related to um, Medicaid um, and then uh, and and anything related to HHS, but there are other bills that they call part or other amendments and bills that they call part of the Hyde Amendment. But it's basically any federal program, uh, Tricare, federal pre prisons, Peace Corps, Federal Employees Health Benefits Program, Affordable Care Act. Um, yeah, they can't. I didn't think they could, but I wasn't sure if they still. So essentially, and this would include as well as getting um, refunds, I guess is the best way to put it, getting refunds if you take a Lyft or an Uber. So they would literally pay for your trip out there, pay, pay for the, you'd be able to uh, get the procedure covered by Medicaid. And then yeah, you might have to take, pay for the lift back, but. That probably can, but if it's for the abortion, that runs afoul of the Hyde Amendment in, and, and you know, who's going to decide if it, if it runs afoul of the Hyde Amendment Supreme when the states court. inevitably sue over this is the SCOTUS. The yeah. Supreme Court that, that shot down Roe that versus Wade anyway. Knocked down Roe versus Wade. They'll chew this up for fun. Yeah. This will be like day one so that, stuff of the next session. Yeah. No, this will this will be something where they'll have like one of those emergency sessions and, and say that because like they'll do emergency sessions where they're like, yeah, you're currently violating an existing order, um, an existing court order. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen to this. This is virtue signaling. Oh, yeah. Hardcore virtue for signaling. election purposes. So speaking. <laughs> virtue signaling. I'm not sure what's being signaled here, but it's pretty funny. It's funny. Uh, Eric Adams is upset that great uh, New York City Mayor Ed Eric Adams is upset at Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Matt, and you're you're not going to believe why, folks. You might believe why. You might, yeah, you you will. Well, yeah, you'll believe why. Um, <clears throat> Eric Adams is upset with Greg Abbott because Greg Abbott has started a new policy of just busing illegal immigrants who have come across the border in Texas to New York City. <laughs> Eric Adams says they don't have the plans in place to handle the people. In a quote, Eric Adams says, they're not letting us know when the buses are leaving. They're not letting us know what the needs of the people uh, on the they're not letting us know what are the needs of the people on the bus. They're not giving us any information. So we're unable to provide the service 
to people in route. So my question to you, Spike, is this an understandable, is this an understandable uh, gripe that Adams has, or is it hypocrisy? Or both? Uh, I think it's a, it's. I was going to say it's probably a little of both. Um, the problem is, as it's set up. I mean, I don't know Eric Adams' thought on on greater thoughts on immigration, but if he wanted to just say. All right, well, here, you know, welcome, welcome here. Because of how it's set up, he kind of has to provide them with services. See, this is the whole ridiculous thing about the immigration system. We're told that the immigration system is set up, among other things, to, you know, stop us from becoming a welfare trap. So then when people come here, first we put them temporarily in cages that cost up to $800 per day per person, which for those doing the math at home, that's $24,000 a month. I mean, I'm glad you the did most that lavish. I couldn't do that in my head. Yeah, yeah, 24th, roughly 20, and it was actually, I think, eight, seven, up to 875 a day. So you're looking at like twenty over $25,000 a month. And I mean, the most lavish welfare system on earth doesn't cost anywhere near that much so they put them in a cage first then uh they uh typically either uh keep them in the cage or they ship them off somewhere else and all the cost of that and then give them services while they're processing them why not just let them work like literally just let them come here and work and and the crazy thing is i've actually talked with some immigration advocates who said that prior to the enforcement of uh, of the the immigration laws starting in the nineteen uh, in earnest in the fifties sixties and seventies, uh, Mexican uh, workers Mexican and, and Central American uh, workers would come here. They would work on farms, and then they'd go home because they could. Yeah, because they didn't actually want to live here. They just wanted to work on work and get money and save money and go home and have money and. They would prefer to be home because that's where all their people are. That's where their family is. That's They want to go home. And so what happened was when they started restricting them, you know, making it illegal for them to come here, well, they weren't going to stop coming here. And so they just started staying here and sending for their families to come here. So if the goal of laws against uh, certain types of uh, economic migration are to stop people from coming here and to, you know, stop America from being a welfare trap, it literally does the opposite. So yeah, it's hypocrisy, but also if you're the mayor of a city that's having a bunch of people that you now have an obligation to provide taxpayer services to and you don't even know who they are, it's also understandable, which is why they should be calling for ending the war on migration so they could just come here and not and have go, all that happen and go back and go and go back and or come and stay and go back come and go as they please and then that means when we go to mexico we're not being stopped by the, by the way it's important to know this because a lot of people say oh it's just to keep people out of our borders and they usually misspell our and borders when they say that um but they'll say uh you know we need to uh our borders um, but they'll say they still, that, they, uh, you they know, they normally that, that, spell it borders. It's just the wrong kind. That's true. It is borders, but it's 
B-O-A-R-D-E-R-S. And, uh, but they'll say that, uh, well, it's just when you're coming back. What most people don't know is now when you leave the U.S., uh, you're being stopped by the U.S. Border Patrol on the way out too. Surely that won't end up being scary, the government telling you if you're allowed to leave the country in your car. That you own. Not not visa requirements in the country. Your own country telling you whether you can leave your country. You've already worked it out with the country that you're going to, but your government would like to talk to you about that first and probably take any money you have that's more than a couple hundred bucks. What's truly wild about the immigration issue that we have is it's a relatively new problem that we have. Yeah. And for those listening on audio, I did the finger quotes around problem. Um, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you for listening on Anchor or your favorite podcasting platform. But <laughs> back in the 1980 debates between Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush, somebody said, what are we mm-hmm. going to do about illegal immigration? And their answers were not answers you would expect from two Republicans. They were saying, we need to welcome these people. They're looking for better lives. We need to bring them in. We need to and not put them through this terrible uh, process of going through immigration. Like Nothing you would expect mm-hmm. from Republicans. That was in 1980. Then 9-11 happened 21 years later. And then it was, we can't allow anybody into this nation. Yeah. Well, not without going through the absurd legal process that we just blasted for the last 50 years. It's important for everyone to remember that historically, it was the economically illiterate Democrat labor socialists, labor unionists, who pushed for immigration controls for two reasons. Number one, because Democrats uh, were racist. Uh, And then also number two, I mean, let's just be clear, because they were racist. And uh, number two, uh, because they bought into all the economic fallacies that your average Trumper now supports, uh, ideas about displacement and and wage reduction and, and all the nonsense that is demonstrably false uh in actual terms um but that's the uh that's the that's so now it's the republicans saying that and instead of instead of the democrats typically giving good economic arguments they just call the republicans racist unless it's a democrat doing it ergo uh and that brings us to uh corinne jean pierre saying hey where are you going to get the pesos for your racist wall now saying well, actually, walls don't work. That's why Joe Biden is building, finishing them. Yeah, but not, <laughs> but not, but, but not finishing them. He's cleaning not finishing up the mess. Wall. He's cleaning up the mess. But walls don't work. He's cleaning up the and mess. They're a waste of money. But we're gonna finish. Not finish. We're gonna. But clean. we're gonna not finish it. We're it's just this wall is something. Not finish. We're gonna clean up the mess. We're I love how she said it. It was like just not acknowledging that the mess that she's referring to is the lack of a finished wall and that the cleaning up and now I'm using air quotes of the mess was to finish that wall. To fill in anyway, the gaps. Uh, so, so yes, this was understandable. This was understandable hypocrisy, 
But you know what's not hypocrisy? Listening to Muddied Waters on Tuesday night and then listening to us on Wednesday night. That's completely understandable and it's not hypocritical. It's actually the only logical thing to do. Uh, So join us tomorrow night for our next episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Same muddy place, same muddy time tomorrow. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you, to talking with you then. And where we're going, we don't need roads.